Welcome to 301 Leroy, the official podcast for the City of Fenton. I'm Tessa, the Communications Director at City Hall, and 301 Leroy is your one-stop destination for city events and community news. What is it like to be a City of Fenton firefighter? Today we're going to find out. Chief Bob Karenduff is here with me today to talk about what's required to be a firefighter, as well as what it's really like to be part of the team here in Fenton, Michigan. How did you become a firefighter? I became a firefighter through our Explorer program, actually, our junior fire program. It's through the Boy Scouts of America, which boys and girls can do it from age 14 to 19. And a friend of mine, one that's now an officer for me, uh, in high school said, hey, I'm going down to the fire station for this Explorer program. Come with me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Um, So I came with him, and uh, him and one of my other friends, uh, we joined up and started training with them and going through the Explorer program. They're basically junior firefighters. They go out on calls. They come to all our department trainings. Um, They obviously can't go into a fire, but they can do, uh, we use them on scene for a lot of running for tools and go for work. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but they learn everything we learn and train with us. Uh, So it's a great program. We have about a third of our department that's come up through the Explorer program. And that still exists now? Still exists today. We have, I think, five or six Explorers right now. And that kind of cycles up and down. Um, typically what happens, just like with me, somebody gets on, they bring a couple friends with them so that they sure. have somebody here with them. <laughs> uh, so, And then as they go through and they graduate from school, we typically lose them or we hopefully hire a couple of them, um, which we've done recently, um, into our ranks. So we, we love it as a great recruiting tool, plus it's great for the kids. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how I got my start. I had no no family involved with the fire department, no ambitions of getting on the fire. One of my friends just kind of brought me with him. And got so you were a tag-along. I was a tag-along. <laughs> and look at you now, <laughs> the chief now, of the fire at, department. You know, 30 some years later. Right. <laughs> so was there a period of time where you were just a firefighter, you were yes. not, you yep. were working another job and volunteering? Correct. Or, okay. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, full forward. Well, I hired, I was an explorer back when I was like 88. And then when I went to college, came back, I went to Linden for a while. I was on Linden Fire Department for about five years, and then in 96, I came back here. Uh, so I've been on since 96 as a firefighter, and then I was, I don't know, eight or nine years, and then I was a officer for a while, and then in 2006, uh, when our former chief left, mm-hmm. and put him for the chief position in life. Okay. So it's been about 17 years as chief. Okay, seven, wow, wow, 17 years as chief. All right, so when I think about the fire department, and I think a lot of people think about this, we don't think about it as a volunteer activity. I think about it in the same way that I think about our police staff, which is where there's a dedicated staff that's there continuously around the clock. But the fire department doesn't work like that. Can you explain how the volunteerism part of this works? Sure. Most communities, especially our size and in this area, are what we call paid on call volunteers. So it's a, they choose to do it on their own. Uh, they are paid for their services whenever they go on a call and for training, they're paid an hourly rate, but they, they volunteer to take on the role. Most people, it's a, either a part-time job or a basically a hobby. Most aren't in it for the money. Um, we do pay well. Uh, our department's probably one of the better paid in the area. Um, but <clears throat> most departments, the majority of their personnel that respond to calls are coming from either their home their job, wherever they happen to be, they're at the store. Uh, we carry pagers, 
and our phones have alert systems on them now mm -hmm. um, that uh, alert us when a call comes in and, and then they respond to the station and we take the trucks out from there. There's only a certain, uh, only a few times of the day where we actually have some staff here. I'm here Monday through Friday, you know, office hours. Uh, we have a couple part-time daytime positions that work noon to five, just Monday through Friday, five hours each day. Uh, that's two people. And then I have a part-time fire inspector that works three days a week. Um, that's the only staffing we have in the building. Man, most people have that misconception that there's mm -hmm. bunk rooms and a, and a fire pole here at the station. And uh, but there's a mo the majority of the time there's nobody here in the building. Okay, so for volunteers, they have the flexibility of tailoring when they uh, go to calls based Correct. on their current schedule. Correct. And that kind of seems like okay. Well, if you you have all these people working other jobs, how do you fill that time during the day? What type of a person are you looking for when it comes to volunteers? Yeah, in, in right now we're we're ourselves just talking about Fenton. We're pretty fortunate we have a we have a good crew for during the daytime, but I'm uh, I'm fortunate because I have some re retirees that mm -hmm. are retired from their full time jobs and are available. But here in a few years, we'll probably be very uh, short people as most neighboring departments are. Uh, daytime because the majority of people work first shift jobs anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we we. Uh, we'd love to get people that are available daytime. Uh, we, we look for people any shift, but uh, daytime especially. Um, so people that are available during the day, if they maybe they work a second or third shift job, or they're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad um, that has availability, maybe while kids are at school, things like that. Um, we're, That's we're a good at. point. Yes. That's a very good point. Volunteering while your kids are at school, having that open availability. Mm -hmm. That's probably right in the time when you get the most calls during the morning. Our daytime, day. uh, you know, with the influx of people that come into Fenton, especially in that afternoon time frame, um, we see a huge influx of residents or, or visitors, excuse me, mm -hmm. to Fenton. So that's a, it is a busy time for us. Um, Fenton is a bedroom community too. So typically night times, third shift times, uh, we have a much uh, lower call volume. Uh, we still have many calls, but it's much lower. Typically after 10 p.m. in Fenton, most people are in bed. Mm -hmm, yep. <laughs> bed, bed asleep. So mm -hmm. until workday starts again. So yeah, we're, we're we're looking for any shift people um, with a focus on day shift available. And a typical call, not necessarily something major, but a typical call. How long are you actually most, on site? Most calls average uh, under an hour. Under an hour. Uh, you know, usually about 40, 45 minutes at, at, to mitigate a call, uh, what we would call a routine call. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why our pay structure is actually structured around that. We actually front load, we pay people more for the first hour than we do for overtime, which sounds kind of opposite of most jobs, but because most of our calls don't require overtime, we pay them more, more money, up front. more upfront. And you can still be back in time for bedtime. Correct. <laughs> and we do pay a third shift premium. They get more for responding on third shift. Uh, calls come in on the holidays, so they get holiday pay mm -hmm. rate, which is basically time and a half for every call on a holiday. Um, so we, we try to incentivize when the harder times to get people, nighttime and week, you know, nighttime and holidays, we try to make a little better incentive. For sure. Them, so. And that shows that you value their time. And, um, and it, because it is a time commitment, it really is. But it is. the service to the community is worth a significant amount more than the amount of time. Yeah. And, and most people get more out of it than they do for the payroll. Um, they get... Um, they get much more out of it besides pay. Um, it's a community here. It's um, 
it becomes a social environment because this is, like I said, most times it's not a full-time, this isn't a full-time job, it's more of a hobby, a passion. Um, so um, most of the people here, they're, you know, they end up going camping and on vacations together, right. their, their wives and girlfriends become friends, their spouses do things together. It's a pretty community, it's a social environment too, not just a not just the work side of it so sure i mean that's pretty typical across most paid on call volunteer departments mm -hmm. so. plus that too ties in with the fact of um you know most of the children in our community and the families <coughs> and well really everyone they've had an opportunity to meet somebody from the fire department at one of our local events which right. is a part of the volunteering effort is you get the you get the chance to present yourself in your uniform or at an event representing the fire department and I see it as an opportunity to gain trust with kids in the community and education. Yeah. We try to we try to get our people out in front of as many kids as we can in the community. Our our fire prevention program. Uh, we have two firefighters, and then a lot of people help with it. Uh, we get into all the schools every year through most. We, we'd love to do even more if we had the people to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but we try to get in as front as many of the elementary kids as we can. Um, we do our open house, which is coming up on October 14th. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's noon to three on the 14th. Uh, and then we do so many community events and we try to focus on the school events because, mm -hmm. um, like you said, having our faces in front of uh, the kids, as well as when all the parents are along too, is great to have trust and build those relationships. And to be very honest, it's a recruiting tool for us. Sure. We hope we put that thought in the kids' minds that they would want to get into Emergency services, whether it's police, fire, EMS, all those jobs are hurting for people. Uh, and if we can put a positive role model in front of them mm -hmm. um, and show them it's more than just going in a fire because it's right. much more than that anymore for emergency services, that uh, we see it as a win-win for us and the community. Now, speaking of emergency services, people who want to volunteer, do they already need to have any type of certification or are there requirements? No, nope, they, they, they don't have to have any experience to apply. We will train everybody. Um, they have to go through, a, if they're not certified already, we put them through a fire academy, um, either through our Genesee County Academy or any of the neighboring ones that basically tailor to their schedule. Um, and once they're done with that, we'll also require them to get some type of EMS certification, whether it's medical first responder or EMT. So in the department pays for all of that. Um, so yeah, we, we do, that's a requirement once they're on to get off probation and to get all their classes done. The fire academy is about six months of their time, you know, nights and weekends, kind of depending which class schedule we get them in. Um, there are some that run Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week, and it just depends what the person's schedule is. Um, and then the EMS classes anywhere from three to six months as well. So um, it, it, it's a time commitment up front. Typically, once you get that done in that first year, then you're doing mostly just in-house training here at the department after that. Um, yeah. It's available to take even more classes if you want to further yourself. Uh, but we give them a break for a while. Sure. Go to <laughs> classes Let them get and, their feet wet a little bit. <laughs> and then we train a couple, we train about four to five hours a month here in the station um, uh, with all the required trains that we have to keep up on. So. Mm -hmm. And I want to circle back around to the aspect about um, <clears throat> being a part of the community because Having that presence in front of children is really important. And being a volunteer as a teacher or somebody who deals with children is actually an incredible asset. Would you agree yeah, with absolutely, that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's, that's, you know, with, the, with an on-call department is we have uh, a wide array of people um, and professions that are, you know, we have mechanics, we have uh, commercial airline pilots, 
we have police officers, we have teachers, mm -hmm. we have builders, commercial builders, and uh, we have engineers. It's uh, it's kind of a, all across the board of who can work here, mm -hmm. um, and each bring their own qualities. You know, having having a couple of engineers on it, it sounds like why would an engineer benefit the fire department? But uh, we <laughs> we have to make things and figure out things all the time, and they're great for that. Sure. Um, having builders. Plumbers, electricians, and commercial framers and builders is phenomenal help for us when we're working in a house and we got to figure out what the problem is. Because mm -hmm. um, I always tell people I'm not a builder. Uh, that's why I became a fireman because I have to tear things apart and not build things. <laughs> I'm better at tearing apart than I'm building. Um, but, you know, having teachers that have that ability to talk to kids and know how to teach and um, it, it, it just it's it's um, it it brings a lot of expertise in different areas mm -hmm. besides right the fireside. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because not every call is a house fire or a car yeah. fire. There are other types of calls, and they all require a certain amount of um, empathy and ability yeah. to communicate. Empathy, almost. knowledge, mm -hmm. experience, and a lot of people are intimidated by that, thinking, "Well, I wouldn't know what to do out there," but. Mm -hmm. Um, from day one, we start having them go on calls with us. Um, that's one of the good things about, great things about our department is everybody likes to teach the new people. And um, people are intimidated or scared that they wouldn't know what to do if uh, somebody's having a heart attack in front of them or if there's a really bad car accident. Mm -hmm. But we teach them that. We learn, we, they learn by experience. We never throw anybody into the, into the, into the fire without, <laughs> uh, with others with them. Um, and having confidence, they gain that confidence. That's a big thing, and the knowledge that they know what to do when, when, they're, when they're on their own. Eventually, that they have that knowledge and ability. Yeah, they're not, not going to be left feeling like they're not capable. Correct. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the other aspect of being um, a firefighter because it's a hard job. I mean, mentally exhausting, probably. Um, there are some parts in mental health that come along with being a firefighter. And I know that you guys have a really good support team. It's almost like a community. Right. So is that something that the fire department offers is, um, just support? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One, it starts with our own personnel. Um, we actually, we have classes now in the fire service to, to train, to look for the stressors and signals when somebody's needing assistance, because we see a lot of bad things. We mm -hmm. see a lot of great things too. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's kind of weighing that out and understanding that uh, how to process that and handle it. Um, so, yeah, it, one, it starts within our own ranks of knowing that. We have a great group of people here that support each other. And, and like I've said before, it becomes a social environment here, too. They become friends and family and um, they do things outside of the station here together all the time, which is great. And then, and then beyond that, we have assistance through the city's insurance program. We have a statewide program. Uh, the state of Michigan's put out even recently um, assistance programs that is available that are available to our first responders. So um, it's something we we try to keep a try to keep an eye on with all our people. But it really takes people that are friends and knowing each other to know when there's an issue. Right. So, yeah, and that's why it's nice to have the community yeah. here of support. Absolutely. So if we talk about um, what's required of the firefighters outside of their certifications, mm -hmm. to be a firefighter, there is a requirement of how often that you come in, correct? Correct. correct. We want to, you know, because it, it costs us quite a bit, and I hate to always talk money, but that's that's the reality of it. It costs us about $5,000 to equip per firefighter. Once okay. they get hired, 
uh, to get them all the equipment they need and tailored to them and fitted. Um, and then we pay for their classes. And so there's a big, big monetary commitment by the city and it's a big time commitment for them and us. We want to make sure that, that, that they understand that. But beyond calls, we have um, a lot of extracurricular activities, a lot of uh, public relations events, uh, the fire prevention programs in the schools. Uh, you know, most people that live or, or here or been in fact a little while see that there's events almost every day or weekend. <laughs> That's true. Whether it's through the city or the chamber or the, the private, you know, through the churches and then with the schools added in, there are events happening all the time. And we don't participate in every single one, but we participate in a lot of them. So we do ask our, our people to step up and help with those. Um, that's on a you know volunteer basis to you know who's available. We try to schedule that in. We try to give as much notice out ahead of time so that they uh, can plan for that. So yeah, there, there's a lot of extracurricular, and we we have our own charity. You know, we have our own 501c3 charity here as well because we saw a need to be able to help people mm-hmm. beyond or after the call. Um, so we do a charity golf outing every year to raise our money, and then we help people that we see or interact with after the fact. And that gets families involved too, because I think a lot of the spouses and family members yeah, love to run those. Most of our PR events or extracurricular, even our open house, we have a uh, we have an auxiliary for spouses or, or girlfriends and boyfriends that want to help and assist the department. Uh, they're here at our open house helping. And then we, we try to make it as family oriented as possible. So anytime we have a parade or if kids want to be involved, we try to let, uh, whenever those happen, uh, family and, and the kids to come along with to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're down here washing the trucks for the 4th of July, we we, we wrangle up as many kids as we can from the families <laughs> to help wash all the trucks and wax. So, I bet. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but any of the events we encourage. And, and, and a lot of our, um, the children of our firefighters will become explorers at some point mm-hmm. because they're around and they see it and they want to be part of it. So they'll be, we have two right now that are children of our firefighters a lot of our explorer wings so wow that's pretty incredible i have taken my girls to multiple um events here at the fire department and i think it was when my middle daughter was about four years old it was her first time holding the fire hose and i have photos of all of my girls doing it but for whatever reason it really stuck with the four-year-old and she wore her firefighter badge that she got here every day to preschool. She told everyone she was going to be a firefighter. <laughs> and um, that experience and watching her get excited about public service. How old is, is she now? Well, she's 12 now. Well, so how old years. is she? Yeah. Just before she <laughs> turns 14, we've been hired as an explorer. There we so. go. But but I think about these, these journeys with kids. It's not like the fire department ever goes away. There are events at all times that the fire department is at. And so... It is um, so crucial that the volunteers are a part of the community in that way because mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to touch a person's, uh, you know, interests or yep. hit those kind of things. So, yeah, we actually, uh, with all the changes and, you know, the hiring and people now, um, there was a big push to try to get more younger people involved. So um, Chief Wilkinson from City of Burton Fire Department kind of spearheaded and our Genesee County Chiefs Association has backed it, uh, but now we have a GCI, Genesee Career Institute, a fire program. It's a two-year program, uh, so the kids can start when they're juniors, and when they come out as seniors, they can actually take the state test and be cert- certified firefighters. Mm-hmm. Once they, the, the state law requires that they be 18, 
So we've actually worked with the state. So now even if they can take the test before, but it doesn't kick in until they, they don't get their certificate until they turn 18. But at that point, they can come out uh, firefighters. And they actually just uh, did a ribbon cutting this year. Uh, they actually built a mini fire station up at the GCI campus. It's a separate wow. building. They have a truck there. They have gear and equipment and a classroom, a little mini training tower um, because they, they saw the need. They heard what we were saying. Mm-hmm. And because you can become a, a certification out of the class, that's what GCI tries to really work towards. Um, so they're hireable either to and start working at a non-call department or if they choose to go full-time career departments, wow. they can go that way also. So they're ready to hire at that point. Um, that's huge. This year, they actually added a second class. They had a one AM class in the first year, and now they have an AM and a PM class. So they have two sessions running for that program up there. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll see, and you know, I'm assuming it's gonna take a few years for the, you know, the turnaround and the buyback and the payoff on that, mm-hmm. of getting people through that and getting more younger people interested in it and actually getting certified and then looking to, to see where they can help. So. And you need to be 18 to volunteer, correct? Yes, we, yeah, for us to hire somebody, they have to be 18, they have to have a high school diploma. Okay. Um, but outside of that, they have to live within our area, our jurisdiction, and that's a little um, negotiable depending on where they live because they are responding to the station for calls, so they need to live fairly close. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we and we can that's on an individual basis. We look at that. But. Okay. So I'm thinking this is a great opportunity for a college student who's living at home and going to a community college Absolutely. because yeah. um, they would have so much flexibility during their day. Correct. And what I think is really great about the way we do our um, firefighter service here in Fenton is that it is a volunteer. So there there are chances for career paths, of course, because look mm-hmm. at you, you were a volunteer firefighter and now Correct. you are the chief. But it's also a way to supplement income while mm-hmm. serving your community. Yep. Um, it's a way to promote education. Of, or if you were going to college to do something with EMS or to be a doctor, or mm-hmm. it would only amplify what you're learning in school. Right. But yep. you're not limited to people who are in a medical or response service. Because yep. I see I see this as an opportunity for stay-at-home parents, like you said, mm-hmm. who are available during the day. And if it's only an hour out of an evening, you're, you know, you're still up there for um, your kids. Right. Or veterans who still want to serve. Correct. I mean, what a great opportunity to have a career outside, but then still still get from your community what you might be missing. Yeah, and a lot of times we and we see a pattern of who who fits in here and who, you know, people will come see us and it might not work after a few months and they realize this isn't for me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have done things that we said, you know, it's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also get a lot of people that say, man, I love this and they're here for a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have about seven or eight people right now in our ranks that have been here for more than 30 years. Yeah. Uh, so usually once you get hooked and you're in it, you're, you love it and you're in it for the long haul. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of a, I hate to say it's a calling, but um, you kind of get that uh, desire. Most people that we see though, um, that will stay longer or, or work out really well, they're missing something. They wanted sure. something else, um, whether they're married or not, whether they've got a boyfriend or girlfriend, whether they got kids. That that's beside the point. It's um, it's a team atmosphere. It's a it's a team environment. Somebody that played sports when they're younger and they don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. They want that team. Uh, we call it the brotherhood in the fire service. You know that of belonging to something, the, mm-hmm. the group that supports you. 
Um, maybe it's somebody that uh, uh, their father's been gone out of their life for a long time. And sure. you know, it's a pretty male dominant force right now. Mm-hmm. Right now we have no women on the department. We have in the past. Mm-hmm. We would love to have more women on our department now. Yes. Um, but it's a lot of times it's those people looking for maybe a male role model. Sure. Um, most of a lot of our younger kids that have come in that they learn a lot besides the fire service while they're here also. Sure. Um, kids that aren't mechanically inclined, mm-hmm. you learn a lot of mechanical stuff when you're on the fire department. How pumps work, how the trucks work, how to fix things. Right. All of our equipment. Um, and we've heard a lot of our younger uh, kids that we fired tell us that, that I've learned more in six months here than I have in the last right. 10 years. Uh, practical life skills. Practical life skills. Yeah. Outside of the fire service. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's who we see that looks, that we look for, that, that they're looking for something. They're kind of missing something. They want that extra. They want to... They want to, you know, have some excitement. They want to give back to the community. They want to serve. That's that's who fits in. Thank you for joining me today. The city of Fenton is forever grateful for all that our volunteer firefighters do for us. Do you think you might be a good match to join the city of Fenton firefighters? Visit www.cityoffenton.org or stop into the fire department and get your application today. Thanks for listening to 301 Leroy. Have a great day, Fenton. Thank you.